The following is a presentation of Tomorrow's World. Most of us on Earth can look up into the heavens and see the moon. Can we realize that 12 human beings have actually walked on the moon? Will human beings someday colonize the moon? Will astronauts adventure all the way to the planet Mars? U.S. President John F. Kennedy set a goal for America that to many seemed impossible. On May 25, 1961, he addressed the United States Congress. First, I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the Earth. The U.S. space program recruited scientists and engineers. Industries produced the rockets, computers, and navigational equipment to succeed. On July 20, 1969, Neil Armstrong stepped out of the lunar module and proclaimed, It's one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. He and his colleague, Eugene Buzz Aldrin, planted the United States flag on the moon. In addition to the United States and Russia, China has launched humans out into space. More than 40 nations operate satellites in space. In the Middle East, the nation of Israel manufactures and launches satellites. According to the Jerusalem Post, Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is set to approve an ambitious plan to turn Israel into a satellite superpower. End of quote. My friends, will the space above planet Earth remain peaceful? Or will military ambitions produce conflict in the heavens? Will mankind venture beyond Earth to find new opportunities? Or will forces from space reach Earth and change it forever? My friends, will there be space wars ahead? You need to know. Stay tuned. Warm greetings to all our friends around the world. My friends, we human beings have always been fascinated by the heavens, and certainly we should be. As the psalmist wrote, The heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows His handiwork. That's Psalm 19, verse 1. Did you know that your Bible reveals a future time when a great war in the heavens will shake this earth and all human beings on it? What does Bible prophecy reveal? We'll answer that question in today's program, and we'll be offering you an exciting free booklet that clearly describes prophetic events leading up to the end of this age. It's titled, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. Be sure to write down the phone number and address to request your free copy. You can also request this free booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org. My friends, mankind has long wanted to control the space above planet Earth. As we'll see later, the danger of military conflicts in space has not diminished. In the meantime, mankind's desire for space exploration and achievement continues. 
On April 15, 2010, United States President Barack Obama gave a major space policy speech at the Kennedy Space Center in Florida. As Tariq Malik later reported, quote, President Obama signed a major NASA act today, October 11th, that turns his vision for U.S. space exploration of asteroids and Mars into law. The signing makes official a NASA Authorization Act that scraps the space agency's previous moon-oriented goal and paves the way for a manned mission to an asteroid by 2025. A manned mission to Mars is envisioned for some time in the 2030s. End of quote. Here is what President Obama stated in his major space policy speech. Early in the next decade, a set of crewed flights will test and prove the systems required for exploration beyond low Earth orbit. And by 2025, we expect new spacecraft designed for long journeys to allow us to begin the first ever crewed missions beyond the moon into deep space. So we'll start. We'll start by sending astronauts to an asteroid for the first time in history. By the mid-2030s, I believe we can send humans to orbit Mars and return them safely to Earth. And a landing on Mars will follow. And I expect to be around to see it. To actually land humans on Mars and later return them to Earth requires much extra fuel and resources. With that in mind, NASA, the National Aeronautics and Space Administration, has seriously considered a one-way trip to Mars. This report from Melbourne's The Herald Sun explains, quote, NASA is looking for volunteers to fly to Mars. The snag is that you won't come back. It is actively investigating the possibility of humans colonizing worlds such as the Red Planet. The settlers would be sent supplies from Earth, but would go on the understanding that it would be too costly to bring them home. NASA revealed that it had already received more than $1 million to commence work on the project at its Ames Research Center in California. End of quote. Not only are nations interested in space exploration, but private companies and adventurous individuals want to venture into space. The world's largest aerospace company, Boeing, has announced a plan to take tourists into space. The New York Times reported the following on September 16, 2010. Boeing said Wednesday that it was entering the space tourism business. The flights, which could begin as early as 2015, would most likely launch from Cape Canaveral in Florida to the International Space Station. The Obama administration has proposed turning over to private companies the business of taking NASA astronauts to orbit and Boeing and Bigelow Airspace of Las Vegas won an $18 million contract this year for preliminary development and testing of a capsule that could carry seven passengers. Current NASA plans call for four space station crew members to go up at a time, which would leave up to three seats available for space tourists. The flights would be the first to give non-professional astronauts the chance to go into orbit aboard a spacecraft launched from the United States. Seven earlier space tourists have made visits to the space station riding in Russian Soyuz capsules, end of quote. What will we find in space? For decades, popular culture has imagined space aliens discovering Earth's space travelers. 
Sometimes those aliens are thought benevolent and friendly. Sometimes, however, the aliens are just as violent and warlike as human beings. Do aliens exist? University of Cambridge physicist Stephen Hawking thinks so. And he thinks we should be careful. Listen to this news report. Quote, The aliens are out there and Earth had better watch out, at least according to Stephen Hawking. He has suggested that extraterrestrials are almost certain to exist, but that instead of seeking them out, humanity should be doing all that it can to avoid any contact. He suggests that aliens might simply raid Earth for its resources and then move on. He concludes that trying to make contact with alien races is a little too risky. He said, If aliens ever visit us, I think the outcome would be much as when Christopher Columbus first landed in America, which didn't turn out very well for the Native Americans, end of quote. Hawking's speculations sound more like fiction than good science. But your Bible reveals the truth that a Savior from outer space will come to earth for its deliverance, peace, and prosperity. Bible prophecy describes the ultimate destiny for the earth, space, and the universe. My friends, will we find new opportunities in space in our day and age? Or will we find dangers that will destroy planet Earth? The truth is, your Bible reveals a glorious future for those who faithfully respond to God's calling. We'll discuss that glorious future later in the program. But first, I'd like to offer you an exciting free booklet, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. This exciting free booklet will give you those keys to understand its mysteries and symbols. The book of Revelation reveals the prophetic milestones that lie ahead. You need to understand the framework and sequence of prophetic events. Here's a chart showing the relationship of the seven seals, the seven trumpets, and the seven bowls. The book of Revelation reveals your future and the future of the world. It reveals what will actually occur in the heavens and the real future of the space race. You need this vital information from your Bible. So pick up the telephone right now and request your free booklet, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. Just ask for the booklet on Revelation. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. In the first part of our program, we briefly reviewed the history and development of space exploration. From the time Americans and the rest of the world could see the Russian satellite Sputnik orbiting the Earth overhead in October 1957, the space race was on. President Kennedy galvanized scientists and industry to put a man on the moon before the end of the 1960s decade. In 2004, 
President George W. Bush envisioned a return to the moon to establish a base for an eventual manned mission to Mars. In 2010, President Obama set a goal for astronauts to land on an asteroid and to eventually travel to the planet Mars and back by the mid-2030s. For the U.S. to achieve these goals long-term, it must have the security and freedom from terrorism and military threats to do so. I asked earlier in the program to use the words of President Kennedy, will this new ocean of space become a sea of peace or a new terrifying theater of war? My friends, if humanity cannot achieve lasting peace among the nations, what makes us think that we can achieve lasting peace in space among the nations? My friends, it's no secret that military weapons designers are planning space-based lasers and particle beam weapons that are nuclear-powered. The Nation magazine, in an article entitled Waging War in Space, quoted one key U.S. official, quote, In 1996, the Space Command's Commander-in-Chief, General Joseph Ashey, put it bluntly, It's politically sensitive, but it's going to happen. We're going to fight in space. We're going to fight from space, and we're going to fight into space. That's why the U.S. has development programs in directed energy and hit-to-kill mechanisms. We'll expand into these two missions, space control and space force application, military jargon for control of Earth from space, because they will become increasingly important. We will engage terrestrial targets someday, ships, airplanes, land targets from space. We will engage targets in space, from space, end of quote. War in space could lead to the total devastation of the Western world, also increasing the danger of an accidental nuclear exchange. The New York Times reported this sobering example, quote, Is war in space inevitable? The idea of such a war has been around since Sputnik, but for most of the Cold War, it remains safely within the realm of science fiction and the carefully proscribed U.S.-Soviet arms race. But a dozen countries now can reach space with satellites, and therefore with weapons. China strutted its stuff in January 2007 by shooting down one of its own weather satellites 530 miles above the planet. End of quote. China has entered the space race and has developed sophisticated space assets, even the ability to shoot down a satellite. The China Real-Time Report, posted on the Wall Street Journal website, featured an article titled, China a Step Ahead in Space Race. Quote, China appears to be pulling away from the pack in Asia's space race after announcing plans to launch its second lunar probe, Chang'e-2, on October 1st, China's National Day. If the mission succeeds, it will put China another step ahead of India in the race to become the second nation, after the United States, to land an astronaut on the moon. China has pledged to do that by 2025 and India by 2020, setting up a 21st century Asian version of the Cold War space race between the U.S. and Soviet Union. Are other Asian nations also running in the space race? The 2010 article states, quote, Japan, meanwhile, launched its first lunar satellite in June last year and announced a plan this year to send a robot to the moon in five years and to construct an unmanned base there in ten years, end of quote. 
Europe also has space goals. President of the European Council, Herman Van Rompuy, stated this, quote, We must promote Europe as a space power. To achieve this, we must build on the experience of ESA, the European Space Agency. ESA should be reinforced in order to obtain full responsibility for the implementation of space missions that Europe's status of world power requires, end of quote. With major nations competing for their position in the heavens, who will win the space race? We can view these space developments as exciting and beneficial, but peaceful competition can often lead to conflict and war. As we've seen, nations will strive to defend their space assets. U.S. Undersecretary of State Robert G. Joseph made it clear that the nation would act forcibly to defend its space systems. Quote, We reserve the right to defend ourselves against hostile attacks and interference with our space assets. We will, therefore, oppose others who wish to use their military capabilities to impede or deny our access to and use of space. We will seek the best capabilities to protect our space assets by active or passive means. End of quote. The book of Revelation in your Bible foretells an even greater war in the heavens. The great adversary, Satan the devil, is exposed in Scripture. He was defeated in an earlier attempt to take over God's throne. Will he make one last attempt to conquer God? If you have your Bible, turn to Revelation, the 12th chapter. One of the greatest space wars in history will yet take place before Christ returns. This will be a battle between God's angelic army and Satan's demonic army. Revelation 12 and verse 7. And war broke out in heaven. Michael and his angels fought with the dragon, and the dragon and his angels fought. But they did not prevail, nor was a place found for them in heaven any longer. So the great dragon was cast out, that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. He was cast to the earth, and his angels were cast out with him. This event will signal an end-time sequence of events leading up to the return of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. Satan will lose that war in heaven. He'll be so angry that he'll direct his wrath toward physical human beings. How will you know that a great space war has taken place? The heavenly message continues in Revelation 12 and verse 12. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them. Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea, for the devil has come down to you having great wrath, because he knows that he has a short time. Satan the devil will cause great tribulation on earth, my friends, you will need to trust God for protection during the dangerous times ahead. During the time of Satan's wrath, during the Great Tribulation, Jesus spoke about in Matthew 24, verses 21 and 22, Satan attacks the main body of God's church. But God protects the woman or the church in the wilderness, as it tells us in Revelation 12, verses 13 through 16. Satan then attacks the remnant of God's church, True Christians who, notice this, keep the commandments of God and have the testimony of Jesus Christ. That's in Revelation 12, verse 17. Yes, true Christians have the testimony of Jesus Christ and keep the commandments of God. Those who are faithful will be in the first resurrection to meet Christ in the air at the last trumpet. 
You can read about that glorious resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15 and 1 Thessalonians 4. Thank God that Satan will have only a short time before he is bound and cast into the bottomless pit for a thousand years. You can read about that judgment in Revelation 20, verses 1 through 3. But you need to watch and pray and understand the prophesied space war that lies ahead. We've seen the biblical description of one great war in heaven. Another final war will take place as the world's military powers fight against an invader from outer space. We'll discuss that battle in the conclusion of our program. But first, to help you in your study of Bible prophecy and your understanding of the last book in your Bible, I'd like to offer you this exciting free booklet, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. The book of Revelation, or the Apocalypse, is a mystery to most people, but you can understand its secrets and its symbols. This booklet gives you the keys that unlock the mystery and secrets of Revelation. It describes a glorious future for the earth, the heavens, and the universe. So pick up the telephone right now and request your exciting free booklet, Revelation, the Mystery Unveiled. Just ask for the booklet on Revelation. You can also order your free booklet on our website at tomorrowsworld.org, or you can write to us at one of our regional addresses. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown. With this offer, you will also receive your free subscription to Tomorrow's World magazine, full of timely articles and unique insights on today's important issues. Tomorrow's World magazine keeps you up to date with world trends, Bible prophecy, and the very meaning of life itself. Tomorrow's World. Call now. As we saw earlier in our program, Some are concerned about the danger of alien invasion from space. When Christ returns, not everyone will accept him as their savior at first. Some will fear him as an alien invader, come to take away their power. My friends, can you imagine a combination of all the nation's military power being unleashed against Christ as he descends from heaven? That is what the Apostle John describes in Revelation 19 and verse 19. And I saw the beast, the kings of the earth and their armies, gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. The combined armies of rebellious nations will fight against Christ as he returns from heaven. How will Christ respond? Revelation 19 and verse 11. Now I saw heaven opened, and behold a white horse, and he who sat on him was called Faithful and True, and in righteousness he judges and makes war. His eyes were like a flame of fire, and on his head were many crowns. He had a name written that no one knew except himself. He was clothed with a robe dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. And the armies in heaven, clothed in fine linen, white and clean, followed him on white horses. Now out of his mouth goes a sharp sword, that with it he should strike the nations, and he himself will rule them with a rod of iron. 
He himself treads the winepress of the fierceness and wrath of Almighty God. And he has on his robe and on his thigh a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. And what will be the result of that battle? Revelation 19, verse 17. Then I saw an angel standing in the sun, and he cried with a loud voice, saying to all the birds that fly in the midst of heaven, Come and gather together for the supper of the great God, that you may eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses, and of those who sit on them, and the flesh of all people free and slave, both small and great. My friends, Christ will conquer all nations that oppose him. Let's read that again in Revelation 19 and verse 19. And I saw the beasts, the kings of the earth and their armies, gathered together to make war against him who sat on the horse and against his army. What happens to these human armies? Then the beast was captured, and with him the false prophet who worked signs in his presence, by which he deceived those who received the mark of the beast and those who worshipped his image. These two were cast alive into the lake of fire burning with brimstone, and the rest were killed with the sword which proceeded from the mouth of him who sat on the horse, and all the birds were filled with their flesh. The victorious Prince of Peace will set up his government to rule all nations. The kingdom of God will rule the nations of planet Earth with justice and equity. That's the good news in which we rejoice. I ask the question, who will win the space race? The encouraging answer is, Jesus Christ will win the space race. He has all power in the universe, as it tells us in Hebrews 1 and verse 3. Christ upholds all things by the word of his power. Or as the Moffat translation states it, he sustains the universe by his word of power. My friends, we look forward to the ultimate future of peace on earth, peace in space, and peace in the heavens. Revelation 21 reveals that the new Jerusalem will come to earth from heaven. The Apostle John describes the setting in Revelation 21 and verse 1. Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. Yes, a glorious future lies ahead for the heavens and the earth. May God help you to prepare for that awesome destiny. You need to know more in detail what Bible prophecy predicts. Our exciting free booklet, Revelation the Mystery Unveiled, will give you that information and help you in your study of Bible prophecy. Be sure to request your free copy. Just call the number on the screen or contact us through our website, tomorrowsworld.org. We invite you to join us every week on Tomorrow's World. Roderick Meredith and I will continue to share with you the teachings of Jesus Christ and the exciting end-time prophecies and their meaning. We also invite you to join our colleagues, Wallace Smith and Rod King. They'll continue to give you special perspectives and insights on vital biblical topics. So be sure to join us again next week right here at this same time. To receive this program's offer absolutely free, or if you would like more information, visit our website online at tomorrowsworld.org. Once again, that's tomorrowsworld.org. Or you can write us at the address shown.
To view today's program, order the free literature offered, or for more information on today's vital subject, visit us online at www.tomorrowsworld.org. The preceding program is produced by the Living Church of God.